0: of Dread is a YouTube channel that's been active for three months now. In that short amount of time, it's produced several fantastic videos on a range of topics as diverse as fascism and death metal, the commodification of the Polynesian body in Hollywood, and how conservative figures prey on people's internal biases. Tim, Kiora, bruh. Hey, how's it going? Now you gotta tell me, how was that? Was that like a half decent? Oh
1: uh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, most people are like, uh, Kia Aura, uh, uh, you know, like, yeah, no. I mean, like, yeah, I think the thing is most people like over pronounce it. Right. Or, you see, you, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the same with anything in like a language that people don't speak. They like over pronounce the shit out of it. To yeah. Be like, what are, what, are they, what are they saying to me?
0: I'm just, I'm terrified of saying like the car brand.
1: Oh, yeah, and, yeah, And, yeah, and that, yeah. Stops,
0: that stops being, like, a fun hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. So, mate, before I ask you anything else, I just need to know, how the hell did you get so good at special effects? Uh,
1: I, don't, like, people keep asking me that, and I don't really, like... Like, I look at my own stuff, and I just see, like, oh, I should have, like, the tweening's a little bit off on that, uh, or I should have done this, or whatever, blah, 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 blah. So I'm not, like... Yeah, I don't know if I would class myself as being particularly good at that kind of stuff. (laughs) But, um, for, I mean, like I have a background in visual arts. Mm -hmm. I'm a tattooist day to day and, um, I've done like graphic design. I was like a freelance photographer for a little while. So I've kind of always done stuff where it's like, um, yeah, I mean like creative visually and kind of focused on like layouts and all that kind of stuff. So, um, Yeah, I feel like making these videos has kind of just been a, like a combination, like it's Mm. really just like an amalgamation of all these different skills that I've learned over my life and kind of, yeah, yeah, like just figuring it out.
0: (laughs) It's like, it's a natural extension of what you've been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And I mean, I never even, I'd never done anything like this before I did my first video. So I was like, kind of like, I didn't know what it was supposed to, Like I didn't know what it entailed. I didn't Mm -hmm. really know what I wanted it to look like or anything. And I didn't really have any kind of like watermark for like, you know, like this is, this is what I have to do. It's just kind of mm. like, I'm just going to fuck around with this. And if it like, I, 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 I want it to look cool. And when I think like, yeah, that's cool. Then I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do the next one.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I think that's a good way to do it. I'm going to, I want to try and make one of those, uh, those little audio, uh, th- how you get those audio waves to jump up with your voice and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah I want yeah. to, I want to do that for this podcast actually make it a little yeah, more I, um, interesting. it's I,
1: Great. I get a lot of feedback from other content creators about that. They're like, that's so sick. But it's like, I, it was like one of the last little things that I started doing because um, I kind of just got to the end of doing my first video and there were these sections where it was just like, kind of like, you know how you have like dead air when you're on the radio or talking to someone or whatever, but then there's like also just kind of dead I don't know, like a dead screen time. I don't know what you'd call it where it's just like, and I mean, that that's fine. Like, I mean, uh, there's like a lot of videos that I watch, you know, content creators like Sean and stuff who do that, where it's just a static image. And I tend to kind of just, you know, like I'll listen to those videos on headphones or whatever and, you know, like tab over to it. If there's like, you know, yeah, I know he's right. trying to show us something, but for the most time, I don't really think of those as like, um, uh, a visual kind of thing you know whereas I wanted to make videos that were a visual thing so I was like okay I don't want people to be tabbing away from them but I don't want to fill this time with something that is too overwhelming like there does have to be like a kind of like a rest for your eyes but I don't want it just to be like yeah I don't want it to be too boring
0: yeah and you don't want to stick on the same image you've already been on for a minute yeah yeah, even though
1: it basically is the same image, right. as the wiggly line, and it just has like a camera that kind of moves across. So like, yeah, it's, it's it's a pretty cheap trick, but um, yeah. But for some reason, people love the wiggly lines.
0: Oh, uh, it's yeah, yeah. It's 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 like a it's like a baby watching the mobile <laughs> yeah, in yeah, crib. Yeah, yeah. I just I can't get enough of it.
1: You just like add like a little bit of depth of field to anything. And people are just like, Oh my
0: God. <laughs> then, it <so> becomes, <laughs> then it becomes vaporwave, And it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're talking a bit about starting this first video and everything. And, and that's great. Cause I, I was really wanting to know what inspired you to start the channel. Like what, what, you know, what made you kick it off? Uh, well, I had been
1: watching a lot of video content about different kinds of things. And, um, I, like, yeah, that first one, the one about um, the rise of uh, fascism in extreme music, mm-hmm. like uh, black metal and stuff, I, um because I, I, I grew up listening to a lot of, like, black metal and kind of, like, quite kind of outside of music or whatever, and there's always been that element to it, like, uh it's, yeah, like, there's always kind of been these, like, shitty far-right elements. Yeah. And so I was looking at YouTube thinking, like, surely someone has said something about this like <laughs> but so i was, I was looking through it and like all the videos i could find were either like just guys being like oh um yeah this sucks but like it doesn't really matter like you mm. can still buy the re- if you like the music just buy the records and, you know you don't have to support them and then i'm kind of like but if you're buying the records you're uh, supporting, supporting them, them yeah. or, you know <laughs> they're like or like people saying like okay well um most of the money just goes to the, goes to the label anyway, it doesn't go to the bands. It's like, yeah, and then the labels, like, take that, you know, like, then the, yeah. they, they take that money and they put out more fascist bands, and, yeah. you know, and there's, um, there was actually one thing, like, two of the biggest things, I would say the two influences that made me personally be like, okay, I, so I, I should say something, I should do something, is, um, like, I guess, I mean, like I knew what skills I had, but mm. then I was seeing uh, two in particular, one uh, was PragerU in their videos yeah. and seeing them and being like, this is shit, like this looks <laughs> so terrible. And I was like, I knew that if I made a video, I could make it better than that, you yeah. know, like, and it was like, okay, this is like, you know like uh like this is a compelling argument enough you know like the the stuff that the right do looks like yeah <laughs> like you yep. can make something that's cooler than that but actually have some kind of like uh content to it you know like mm. it can like be based on real shit, it can, Whatever. <laughs> but um and then the other one was there's a group uh i think they're based in the ukraine at the moment and they're um they are a record label a distro they put out all kinds of stuff. They hold events and they're, um, a extreme far right, you know, neo-Nazi kind of group. We're going to name them or anything like Good that. I don't want people to go look <laughs> them up, but, um, they recently kind of just, uh, like they kicked off and they rebranded all their stuff a couple of years back. And it's all like really slick. Like they've got graphic designers and artists and like they have like websites and videos where it's all like, if you were just, just some dude that didn't know better you'd see their videos and you'd be like man like this is cool like Mm. these videos look cool it's really cool aesthetic it's like kind of um it's on trend as well like visually you know and uh like they have like a store that they go that go to you can buy records there and they have like books you can check out and all this kind of stuff like that and they're like fostering this little community but if you were to watch the videos you'd be like like there's nothing that controversial Mm. there so i was like thinking about the way that they can use uh aesthetics and use optics to kind of um i i guess just uh like yeah i'm basically just to trick people you know Mm. like uh and that's something that i've been exploring especially in my last video about the way that um People can be really fooled quite easily by yeah. you know, like unconscious biases and yeah. just like the projection of an image, you know. Mm.
0: And, and, and that was the most interesting, interesting thing about your first video to me was that some of these early bands who were so influential had these fascist leanings and they were using fascist iconography and that that's kind of just filtered down through the years to the point that bands who aren't necessarily hard ripes sometimes still use the same images
1: yeah yeah no definitely that's a um yeah that's a huge thing and there's um it's kind of like if you criticize some of those early bands it's almost taken as like a criticism of the the entire genre or like Uh. the art form you know and it's kind of like um yeah like i mean i i had a good um uh comment someone commented on the youtube video just the other day but i replied to it and then they deleted it so it's <laughs> like, uh,
0: which, which has
1: happened actually quite a lot like the um the, that first video about fascism and extreme metal still gets the most views and yeah. comments out of everything that i've put out and um it's the only one where i've got really people that are trying to be like because i mean there's like this this huge thing about elitism and metal mm-hmm. so these guys are like trying to be like trying to out me or something like that <laughs> and you can see like some of them are still in the comments and stuff and they'll like say something or whatever and i'll just like reply to them and then they end up just being like oh okay well um good work uh you know uh, <laughs> <carry on." laughs> it's just like dude like you want to like you want to come at me with this like, <laughs> but, um,
0: like, yeah, the, nah, the, like they got noticed yeah. by senpai and they're freaking out
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there was um there's another guy who, um, he runs like a YouTube channel and he's like a real fucking jerk. And he, um, he, um, he commented on it. It was one of the first comments and he said something about like, he had misspelled this comment and he was like, oh, policing people. is just going to push people further to the left. Good job. Like, I think he, he meant to say like push further to the right. I just replied right. like that. That sounds good. Actually <laughs> so, deleted. <laughs>
0: But, uh, oh, That's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's funny. But um, I can't even remember what the question was. Now, ah, so. at this point, who knows? <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, I actually, uh, one of the things that was so interesting about that, I, I ended up taking some notes because I was watching this. And, and so you were saying that Bolt Thrower's Fourth Crusade album has, you know, mm. some, some sort of possible nazi iconography on it like it uses the iron cross that sort of thing
1: yeah but so yeah. oh yeah yeah so that's the thing like um so there are things that are associated with like metal mm-hmm. that um people associate with nazism but aren't necessarily nazi specific like yeah like the iron cross is a big one like you see like you know all kinds of heavy metal dudes going back and like this is back from before heavy metal like lots of bikers would use that kind of stuff yeah and um so to like a lot of people that don't know the kind of trappings of heavy metal they might see something like that and they'd be like okay these guys are nazis or whatever but then to uh you know the average metal fan like the iron cross is like nothing and i mean like in an ideal world they probably wouldn't you know probably wouldn't (laughs) Like, I, I wouldn't recommend anyone go out and put that shit, whatever, but, <laughs> like, you know, like, a lot of these albums are old now, you know, yeah. it's like, no one's gonna go back and edit their old album.
0: Right, <laughs> you know I mean? right. But, um,
1: <laughs> so, like, it's kind of, um, like, yeah, like, that Fourth Crusade, it's like, it's a painting of like the sacking of Constantinople mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, so like it fits the kind of aesthetics of this modern kind of like, you know, like how the alt-right have kind of co-opted this whole like uh, crusades kind yeah. of imagery, you know, it's like, it, it, like it looks like something that they would use, you know, and it's got everything there, but like bolt throw are just a band that writes songs about war. Right. And it's always been about war. Um, and like they're equally likely to write an album about the Crusades as they are about like Warhammer 40K, or something <laughs> like that, you know. Like, and it's just like to them, they're just like, yeah, war is metal, you know. Like, yeah. And um, it's pretty much spoken out, yeah. Like in the past, <laughs> they have spoken out about um, you know, like against fascism and mm. all that kind of stuff. Whereas there are other bands, like you get um guys like an, an example is a band called Marduk, who um, they're you know they're constantly getting accused of you know, Nazism and stuff because mm. they do like, you know, they have written songs named after Nazi shit, albums and stuff, and Nazi shit they even like one of them got right. caught like um there was like some far right distro company that was like a legitimately racist company and they mm. um they got shut down and on their files there was um I think it was a member of Marduk um had bought like a shitload of stuff from them. But it wasn't just like oh, uh, you know, like books or whatever it was like uh like flyers and pamphlets for distribution and stuff like that right so when people go oh man like these guys these guys are nazis and people go no they just they just like history they're like war (laughs) it's like no 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 bolt thrower like war like yeah if if you're caught distributing this kind of stuff like it's 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 different you know like
0: they're not history enthusiasts like passing out
1: textbooks like i think there are people out there that are like just war you know like like fans of that kind of stuff and they might even like collect things that are like you know german shit from that time but they understand that this is like you know it's not like like if you're kind of like start putting nazi shit on your albums and shit like that like you should be you should be aware that this is like this is bad and (laughs) this is bad things you know but it's like i think they kind of um they trade on the ambiguity of it where they um if they come out and deny that they're shitty or whatever like that then that alienates the far right people but it also is seen as like kind of caving in or you know Mm -hmm. whatever whereas like um historically metal is like there's a saying that like black metal should be dangerous or whatever but um so to you know it's like oh we're being controversial controversial because this music is supposed to be offensive but um if we were to change or we to renounce these things, it would be kind of like caving to this new generation who believe that we shouldn't be offensive or whatever. Mm. But then it's like, these people are the same guys that are like, you know, they're like no safe spaces, but Mm -hmm. we should also be allowed to be Nazis and no one should be able to criticize us for (laughs) that. So it's like, sounds like a safe space. (laughs) It really does. It's it's that,
0: it's that plausible deniability that that they really want. And, uh, it's, like, you know, people who know... Who, like, people people who they're winking to understand...
1: Exactly, yeah. It's yeah it's the same as, like, the far right in any other area, you know? Mm.
0: Yeah, I'm, and, I mean, like, I I, uh, I don't know that... I didn't know much about the metal scene before this, uh, and it, it did just make me think a lot about the video game scene and, and game again, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, I think you actually did say... Uh, uh, I uh talking about white supremacists preying on outsiders yeah yeah it did really just remind me of when gamergate was popping off and these people who first were just like i care about ign giving something a nine out of ten yeah yeah (laughs) ethics and video game yeah yeah yeah, and now half of them are just like oh we need a safe space for white children you're like yeah yeah. did that happen
1: (laughs) yeah yeah one a really terrible one was um just recently i saw uh, a game this game called um, maud house i think it's called mm. it's like um a medieval combat kind of one or whatever and so they just um they just announced that they were gonna give like because it's a new game everyone in it is just a white knight kind of like a white dude in a suit of armor or whatever but they just announced that uh they're going to be adding in different you know genders and skin colors and stuff and uh but they've said that they're going to give people a little a little option to tick so you can actually opt out of seeing oh people that gosh. aren't white men.
0: <laughs> it's oh like, my what the fuck is this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that. Like, but I, yeah, I mean, like, it's so ridiculous because it's like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a developer's caving to these, like, you know, these people or whatever, but also it's kind of like them saying, like, It's not on us. It's on you guys. You know, Mm. like like we've given you the control or whatever. And it's like maybe you just shouldn't. Yeah. I I uh
0: towards the end of this video, one of my favorite parts was you 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 mentioned all these these lefty bands. You know, like like yeah yeah. And uh uh from that I started listening to Gloss or G L O S S. Yeah yeah uh, yeah. how How they say it and those guys fucking rule
1: yeah they're um they're a really really good band and um they uh kind of came in to this shit and then they just wrapped it up and i think that's awesome because you know it's like uh there's so much energy and there's so much cool shit going on there that it's kind of like you know you don't want to like like i mean they 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 wrapped it up when they got offered uh a pretty big record contract and they were kind of like that's not what we're about or whatever which is um it's cool that they kinda of kept it real or whatever. Yeah. But uh I feel like um if they had have stuck around, maybe I mean, I don't know, they might they might have made twenty amazing albums or yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I kinda of feel like uh it was just like so rad to see this band just like come out of nowhere, just smash it and then just be like, Okay, we we did what we want to do. Yeah. And we're gonna step away from it, you know, instead of like kind of sacrificing uh, you know,
0: their artistic. Yeah, you know, and that's what like punk you know, this thing about punk to me has always been short you know it's always in short songs short albums and like short band life kind of fits in with that yeah i
1: mean no one wants to end up like i don't know like there's so many bands that have just like just become really terrible over the years i mean and it's even like um the idea of like what's punk to you when you start may not be what's punk to you down the track or whatever you know and um i mean just no one wants to end up like johnny rotten in a mega right. shirt or whatever you know like.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> chills man just yeah. hearing that <laughs> so, moving on to your next video which was uh titled why aquaman sucks <laughs> then in yeah. brackets the commodification of the polynesian body yeah, i love yeah, that because yeah. you got you got that you got that clickbait Drawing them yeah. in, but then right away you want no there's gonna be some real discussion here
1: <laughs> yeah yeah actually a good segue into that is um we we're just talking about video games and yeah. i just saw just earlier today um uh, this developer has um just put out like some promotional materials for their new game and um it's like it's very it's this game they're putting out called Greedfall a company called Spiders and i just hit them up on twitter i'm like i seriously want to have a discussion with you guys cuz they just put out this um it's this rpg they're developing and it's like it's literally like a colonial rpg like you're oh, set yeah. as like a colonial era explorer going to this new fantasy island and <laughs> to include colonial shit but the, the pictures of the dudes and the guys like got like this approximation of you know like facial tattoos that uh-huh. are like supposed to be maori and it's like ooh, they, like you can tell that that's what they're going for yeah. but they're like you know anyone that actually knows what that shit really looks like we look at it and we're like okay no this is like obviously not like yeah. like no there were no maori in the boardroom when this is right. going on. Like, no one on the, the art design team or anything like that. Like, uh, it's, yeah. And um, it's, I I hit them up because I was like, uh, like, you can't be using this mm. inside your colonial narrative, you know, like, this is not cool. Yeah. Do you know so, what
0: you're saying with that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah,
1: it's, um, it's just wild. And it's like, man, you're just like taking something because you're like, oh, this looks cool. Yeah. And then, um, of all the narratives that you could assign it
0: to. They <laughs> <laughs> found the worst. Like, oh, they stumbled the worst, worst one. one. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah.
1: But, um, I mean, and that's kind of like what I felt about the Aquaman movie mm. as well, because it's like, they've taken the very superficial kind of like surface level aesthetics of, uh, yeah. Like, I guess like Pacific and culture mm. in general, because they've like picked little bits here and there. Mm. And, um, kind of like slapped it on top of a superhero without really kind of showing how like um like without adding any depth to it and showing like okay well maybe if a character did come from you know like if he actually was uh from the pacific or like even like if he didn't grow up there like you know Mm. like he grows up in like maine or something like that yeah yeah. his, his father is like kind of like you know there to guide him and stuff like he would have a very different worldview and he would probably have a very different uh like there would be a very different outcome to that story i feel and um yeah. i feel like of all of the superheroes like there are so many good opportunities to make aquaman a really good indigenous hero that yeah. is uh fighting like a bad, like, you know, like, just like a really good, like, like he was, like, this, um, kind of environmentalist superhero. Yeah.
0: I was so glad your video touched on that. Cause that's my, yeah. uh, cause I'm, 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 I'm a pretty good combo guy from way back when. And that's always been my favorite type of Aquaman is the, mm-hmm. like, en- environmentalist, you're fucking up the ocean, stop guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, yeah, oh, it's so, so relevant, especially oh, to, hell yeah. um, like, I mean, yeah, like the conversations that, you know like i guess like the mainstream media having at the moment and all this kind of stuff you know like even like like i'm surprised they like they barely touched on like you know global warming and all that kind of stuff yeah. i think that, that uh maybe king orm like mentioned it really briefly in his little speech about like actually humans are the bad guys sort of thing <laughs> and i was like Wish I they was,
0: are. <laughs> I know. I was
1: so disappointed like that could have been the moment he could have like shown me could have been like bro this is what's up like yeah this is like you know, they're destroying the ocean, they're destroying yeah. the world or whatever like that. And then, um, you know, he could have like, I don't know that, you know, he could have had his moment and been like, Oh, actually, you know, like maybe there is a middle ground. We yeah. Can come yeah. To here, you know, like, cause I mean like, King Orme, like, yeah, he is like, I guess he's like an eco fascist. <laughs> so, right, yeah. you know, like that's, that's kind of shit, but <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I feel like there would have been a much more compelling narrative and there yeah. is like, there would like there's a cool story to tell there, and uh, and it didn't get told. It just kind of got reduced to like a below-average superhero movie, like yeah, you know, which which sucks because um I mean the director James Wan he's done like decent stuff before or whatever, and um I really feel like they were trying to make a Marvel movie because mm-hmm. it's it's a DC film, but aesthetically it looks more like Marvel movies, and then Marvel have like. And they have Taika Waititi, who is, like, yeah. an actually amazing Maori director, yeah. who, like, I'm sure is n- contractually never allowed to go anywhere near 50. <laughs> so, But I can imagine, like, if he had made that movie, like, you know, considering the kind of um, the, the messages that he put into Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been, like, that would have been a cool Aquaman, you know? Oh, hell
0: yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, I, I, I know uh, Tako Titi wrote, so apparently he wrote the first draft of Moana and then, yeah, yeah. like, moved on. But uh, apparently that's when, you know, Disney took that and they were like, oh, shit, this is what it's going to be about. This is the feel.
1: Yeah, uh, I saw a tweet from him and he said that they threw out, like, 90% of what he wrote.
0: <laughs> I would kill for that script, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, I, mean, I mean, it's pretty about. cool. I mean, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, like at the end of the day, I still feel like, okay, these movies are, um they aren't like, they're, I mean, it's like, it, it, it's entertainment under capitalism, you know? It's like yeah. they're made to make a product for everyone. They're not, right. you know, like they, they weren't like, okay, how are we going to make a movie that fucking Māori's going to love? <laughs> you know? it's, like, it's like, you know, it's, it's, um, it's yeah it's not gonna happen and yeah i don't know like the, the thing like I, when i made that video i wasn't like these are my demands you know it was just like <laughs> like when i'm when i'm making these movies i'm trying to be more like imagine what could happen you know like yeah. i saw um i actually saw an interview with um uh what's his name ollie from philosophy tube mm-hmm. who talked about that where he's like instead of making a video that you're, like, telling someone this is what sh- we should do or whatever, it's kind of like maybe you could just, like, knock on a little door in their head so that they can, mm. like, kind of explore some other ideas maybe. So that's kind of, like, the way that I think of it where I'm, like, I'm not telling anyone that they should, you know, like, their movie was bad or, like, right. their music sucks or whatever like that, but I'm trying to say, like, there's, there's, things we can, there's other things we can do and there's other ways you can think about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and one of the uh, the really interesting things you looked at when talking about um, new age stereotypes and sort of in talk, you talked about the TV show Bro Town. And oh yeah. I have the vaguest memories of that show from like high school, and all of my like broiest, dumbest friends thought it was hilarious.
1: Mm, and, yeah. I,
0: I, I, I just, I imagine they weren't like laughing for like the exact, the same reasons that a Maori crowd would when looking at it. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, it's like, there's a lot of shitty stuff in those shows, but there's also like, um I think it was also really empowering for uh-huh. people to see that show on TV because they're like, okay, this ta- this cast is like, they're all like, you know, like people from different backgrounds in New Zealand that, we know like you know like uh they're based on cultures like yeah you know because it's like um like all different cultures well a lot of different cultures represented in there but um it could have been really amazing but it kind of like like there's there is good stuff in there like there's there's some really really kind of good like jokes that hold up really well to this day but Mm -hmm. then there's just some really terrible stuff that's kind of like um like just punching down mm. from it's like you're not even on the top and you're <laughs> punching down to the people that are like even lower down than you are like that's <sighs> kind of shitty and like um i mean like it's like it's a little bit too much to expect because it was like it's a few years ago now and mm. like that cartoon never would have been made the same way yeah these days, yeah which which is good like you know if people were to do it these days especially in new zealand we're a lot more kind of like you know, like open to, I guess, more um, more progressive narratives. Mm. Um, but yeah, like there's some stuff in that show that is just like, so there's this idea that if you say, if you come from one group and you are like having a laugh at your own expense, then there's, it's it's always fine. And I mean, it's like, I understand why that happens and I understand why comedians, you know, like kind of take the piss out of themselves or whatever. And New Zealand humour is super self-deprecating as well. But you kind of like, when you have a really big platform like that, especially if you are kind of, I guess like becoming more successful or whatever, you have to be aware of how, like what you're saying about the people like around you that are, you know, maybe still stuck, in those neighborhoods with the, you know, like, you know, the shitty stuff going on and being perpetrated, you know, like, mm. yeah, like, which I think is something that, um, you know, like a lot of people kind of criticize people like, oh, no, you're like, you're famous now, you're too Hollywood or whatever like that. But then you get guys like, like Tyker is a good example of that. Like he's gone on and he's doing these like massive Marvel movies, but he's still keeping it, like, super real, and he's yeah. still, like, kind of, like, incorporating, like, Indigenous narratives, anti-colonial narratives. Yeah. Like, he even, like, when he was filming Thor Ragnarok, they had, like, a drop-in shout for for Indigenous a- activists there. Like, yeah. that's, like, a so, so, you know, like, but... um,
0: And I, and I know when... Because a lot of the Ragnarok films in Australia, he mm-hmm. was part of this... this, this he, he, man, he mandated that a certain percentage of the crew be Indigenous... Which, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was um, huge, you
1: know? It was, like, uh, they wouldn't hire someone if they could, like, if there was someone, if there was an Indigenous person that could do that job, they would hire them yeah. over the other person. So it was only if they couldn't find an Indigenous person to fill that job, then, yeah. they'd, you know, like, have an open call for it. But, um, yeah, it's, like, stuff like that's cool because, um, you know, he's still, like, like, I mean, he's using his position to not just, like, uh, push, like genuine indigenous narratives but Mm. also to kind of like you know like i guess um pull up the other people because you know it's like you can get to that point and be like this is sick like i've made it (laughs) right um you know i'm good or like i've got my seat at the table because there's like that's like a lot of people overlook it but like indigenous capitalism is a thing Mm. like it's a very big thing especially in new zealand there's actually um a podcast, a New Zealand podcast, uh, called the shit hot people's Politburo." That's um, the
0: best title I've ever heard.
1: They're actually like, they're (laughs) amazing. They're all like hilarious, fucking really good. But, um, they, um, they have an episode on Maori capitalism and it fucking rules because it's kind of the kind of shit that like people are kind of scared to say, like they, you know, they kind of like, as if like, you know, you just see like, um, you know, like a Maori person in parliament, you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. They, they represent me. It's like, well, maybe they don't, you know, like, yeah. So, um, and it's the same thing and it's, yeah, it's the exact same thing with media and stuff like that. Like, um, yeah. And so with Brotown, sorry, getting all the way back to that, (laughs) (laughs) um, it was that kind of thing where it's like, yeah, man, like the, there was like, um, you know, like the, all the main writers and stuff were all Pacific Islanders. Mm. It was like, you know, like a lot of the animators and stuff were too and all that kind of stuff, but they're kind of like, they're perpetrating, uh, or perpetuating (laughs) um, these really shitty stereotypes about like, you know, like the perpetually drunk fathers and like, you know, like these like, Asians that are addicted to gambling and like Mm. the, you know, like the Aboriginal Australian dude that never wears clothes and just eats (laughs) worms all the time. And And it's just like, (laughs) man, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like really kind of like, just makes you kind of squirm a little bit. But like, yeah. yeah, at the time I remember like, you know, when I was in school and this was coming out, like so many of my friends were like fucking cracking up at it. And I mean, I was too, like when I was really young, I was like, Thinking like, yeah, this is awesome because, um, you know, like it's like I know, I know what they're talking about when they make these jokes, and then yeah, like later on, you kind of like when you're a little bit older or whatever, you think about it, you're like, oh man, like these these ideas are actually harmful like yeah because even though like like some of these things are like obviously like based on like you know like a stereotype that already exists and it's probably it would have existed without you know without Brotown or without like whatever but uh like still you could like you could have used that platform to subvert those yeah uh, subvert those kind of uh, shitty narratives and kind of like show another side of things. And there are moments in the show where they do kind of like break through to that kind of stuff. But I feel like it's kind of like, yeah, it's like not enough for me to be like, to think that it was maybe like not enough to think that it was really intentional. you know? yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More like they stumbled on it sometimes. So moving on to uh, the next one you put out, which was the is life pay to win video. And that was, that was the first one of yours that I, I actually caught and I was obsessed with it right away. Uh, and I've just got my notes here. The first question, how the fuck did you create this animation? <laughs>
1: uh, that's like just a combination of so many different tricks and things that I just like, I wanted it to look like a, um, yeah, just like a kind of, shitty video game that didn't, like, it was like like a nondescript video game. Like, something you could look at and you were just like, okay, I know that's what a video game looks like or whatever. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, like, I don't know, I just, like, got a bunch of, did a bunch of (laughs) tutorials on YouTube, learned a bunch of stuff, like, kind of, um, yeah. Uh,
0: It's, like, 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 it's so good, man. It's 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 one of my favourite things, because it it looks like, it looks like a, uh, 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 I don't know how to describe it, like, Almost like a South Park video game kind of thing. <laughs> like like that sort of just stop and yeah, start yeah. animation. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But just the the central metaphor of what you're going for, of like privilege being a deluxe edition of the game and the game is life, is just that, I thought that was really good. That just cut yeah, to all it, of it, man.
1: I kind of, I, I was thinking about it because I saw an article a while back that, uh, had used a similar metaphor, but they were talking about it as if it was, um, like different difficulty settings, like, uh, uh-huh. yeah. easy, medium, hard, all that kind of stuff. But I think that like, maybe that isn't the best description because there's, um, I think there's like, there's a little bit more to it than that because, um, it's almost like, uh, you know, because like privilege is something that isn't like, it's not a universal thing. Like you don't just like have privilege and you know then your life is super easy or whatever like that it it's more like it gives you you know like different kinds of privilege can give you different edges and different scenarios Mm. so uh yeah i think it's all like a lot like there's more to it than just being like you know this person is going to have an easy life because of this and i think that when you frame the discussion that way it um it really turns a lot of people off because they're like yeah. it seems like they're saying like oh you're just discounting the uh the hardships that I have faced you're saying that I live on easy mode where it's like no that's you know and that's kind of what I was trying to get at with the thing where it's like okay you still have like the same end goal to get to the end of the game yeah. you're still trying to do that You've, you still have to like, slay in, the dragon
0: that's yeah yeah you, yeah you still
1: got to get there and you still might like you know like die a couple times or whatever like that but um but it's like there's less, uh, yeah. There's less hurdles in yeah. the way for you, you know. Like, uh so yeah, I, I, I don't know if I like really like nailed the perfect metaphor, but right. I think that I kind of, <laughs> I think that I made a better case for it than the yeah you know, the existing. No, planet, no, right?
0: de- de- absolutely, definitely. Like, like, and like,
1: honestly, like a week before, I, no, not even there, like a couple of days before I put it out. Um, another YouTuber, Thought Slime, put out a really good video where he uses similar. Um, metaphors as well uh, <laughs> and I was like ah oh, so, so close <laughs> but um yeah so I like commented like ah oh, I was about to put out this video but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but um yeah Thought Slime does amazing videos oh, as well though so, really
0: really fucking yeah. brilliant I-, I do think the life on easy mode versus life on hard mode narrative it is a bit it- it's, it's kind of harmful because yeah, you know life, yeah. life in- unless you are at the absolute top life is hard for everyone <laughs> Well, I think it's, like, um, it doesn't, yeah,
1: I mean, it's, like, it's almost kind of, like, uh, like reducing things a little bit too far. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think. yeah. Like, um, yeah, I, I, I did want to go, like, initially I planned to have it so that, um, that it was uh, the two different characters were playing and they both had uh, like different buffs in certain areas, you know, oh, but yeah. I had to cut it down. So it was a lot shorter. So I could say that <laughs> like, okay, so, you know, like uh, Johnny has privilege in these ways, but then you have this privilege in this way or whatever. But um, it just kind of started getting a little <laughs> bit too much. That sounds you know. like a
0: long production. <laughs> if you really... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I mean, like, yeah, just that, that animated portion of that video took, like, the majority of the time I was working on that video was I just working on that first couple of minutes. Yeah. So I was, like, at a point I just had to call it and be, like, this this would be really cool, but it's probably not necessary to what yeah. I'm doing, yeah. you
0: know? But, like, no, and the other thing about the video, like, actually, it, it it made me think about, you know, the ways in which, like, I'm a, I'm a white dude from Australia. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I have it easy in a lot of ways, and, like, it, it made me think a bit about that. And one of the things I realized was, like, I've been driving for a bit over a decade, and I've never been pulled over once. Oh wow! Yeah. Like just in, and and like you know just the, the sheer odds of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seem yeah. pretty fucking low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know that's that's part of the you know like the 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 bonus. You know that, that is the the buff or whatever that I have. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm. Far, that's just, oh, just one of them. You know, like like, and and yeah, yeah. so I just thought phrasing it as this this deluxe edition was just a perfect way to put it um but but i also i also do like again like we we're saying earlier about how gamers and the descent into like game Gamergate and all right stuff yeah so fr- framing it this way is uh it, it, it's sort of an invitation yeah i am um,
1: i did want it like and i do want it in the future actually in the video that i'm working on now i'm kind of using a little bit Kind of of game metaphors and stuff as well, but um, I want to engage with that because it kind of is like, yeah, like uh, like video game content is so heavily dominated by just shitty reactionaries, you yeah. know? Like um, it's kind of like like you can watch any video game video on YouTube and it'll be like, like you mention, I mean your um your recommended videos will get ruined, like the yeah, worst. Yeah yeah it's like yeah you, like all of a sudden like you know like it'll go from something that's like pretty harmless or whatever and then it's like you know just like some dude with like a little animal avatar and he's ranting about <laughs> how like yeah. you know like Mortal Kombat needs to make the girls have bigger boobs or it's white genocide <laughs> fucking incredible like that like
0: I, I uh so for, for for my videos whenever I like do stuff that involves um you know looking at a Fascist channel. I have an alt account just for that, just so they don't oh, screw yeah, up yeah. my recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you go to that alt account, it's just the worst yeah, yeah. fucking I, stuff. Um,
1: I ruined my own when I did that first video. Yeah, just because I was like searching for so much stuff, like you know, like NSBM, you know, like National Socialist Black Metal, uh-huh. all this kind of stuff, and it just ruined oh. all of my um, recommendations. And it, it's it's wild the kind of jumps that. YouTube will make between content, you know? It's kind of like, um, mm. I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how it kind of, you know, like yeah. how it all works or anything like that. No, it, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like like two degrees of separation from like, you know, watching like a video game trailer or uh-huh. like, you know, just like some gameplay or whatever like that to like legitimate, like full on, like, you know, like replacement theory. Yeah, like, full-blown or, like, shit. Some like like actual legitimate, like dudes trying to like advocate for like, you know, like, like reduced rights for women and like, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff like that. And it's just like, like, how is this like, yeah. Like yeah. what's the connection there? I mean, it's like just, game, uh, game again is the connection. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It, right? Yeah.
0: It's just, I just wanted to watch like a super smash brothers trailer and, and yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs>
1: and now I'm a
0: Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm, and yeah, so swinging it to your very latest video, which I also really enjoyed, which you just titled, You Are Being Tricked. Yeah. And to me, it's sort of, I think it was all about like internal biases and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And what I loved was, so you started out by asking the audience to like picture a successful person. And <laughs> uh, so, so I started, I was like, okay, I'll play along. I'll do it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. look, look, I started picturing my own dad. And oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's,
1: that's, yeah, it's a yeah thing. It's that there, right yeah.
0: there is about as internal of a bias <laughs> that you can have, have you know, because yeah, like yeah. no one else in the world is, I, I, my dad's a very successful man, but still no one's going to picture him, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, yeah I, I think that was like, um, why I was trying to um, kind of point out that like, everyone has their own idea of what this looks like and it's 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 unique to you and you should become acquainted with acquainted with it because then you can start interrogating it you know like um and yeah i think it's something that is um it is used a lot like i mean unintentionally you know there's like that whole like kind of idea of like dressing for success and if you look like this people are going to take you really seriously and i think that's like that's just always going to be a thing like there's you know there's nothing we can do about that but then i think that like there's these people like you know, like, um, there is actually, I can't remember his name, but there's a really good article about the guy who first took on, uh, Ben Shapiro and actually kind of gave him a bit of a makeover and taught him all about, you know, like, you know, what he should do and all this kind of stuff. Um, I can probably find the article real quick, but, um, yeah. And it's, it's super interesting about how, um, this guy just kind of gave Ben Shapiro a makeover and kind of gave him a start <laughs> as this little dude. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Here it is. It's called um, the "Articles: Let Me Make You Famous: How Hollywood Invented Ben Shapiro" by oh, um, Tina Nguyen. That sounds and, um, yeah. It's from late last year and it's it's really good. Um, so this guy, um, Jeremy Boring, um, kind of created the brand of Ben Shapiro and mm. um. Yeah, and like I, I think people overlook that because yeah, you know, yeah. It's the same thing with Jordan Peterson. Like mm. he is a father figure, you know. Like yes,
0: that's what Contraforce yeah, yeah. always calls him, Daddy. Yeah, yeah, daddy. And it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like kind of ironic, but it's also what like a lot of young guys who watch his show yeah, yeah. are
1: looking for. And, and his um his rhetoric like leans into that very yeah. hard, you know. Clean your um, room, <laughs> and I think it's like it, it, it's something that definitely gets exploited by people on the ride and um, mm. you know, like even just like motivational speak speakers, you know, like guys like um, what's his name um, uh, to, uh Tony Robertson, Tony, uh, Robinson? Roberts? yeah, yeah, Maybe? Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, that's yeah, yeah, whatever his name is, that guy, uh, you know, like uh, it's like um because that's the thing it's like your image is part of your uh your brand and your identity and how you are putting yourself out there and people are kind of aspirational you know they're like i want to look like i'm in charge like that guy or whatever yeah but um and i don't think that people on the left are immune to it either like i definitely definitely think that um you know there's there's people on the left that are um you know like guys like yeah like um ollie who i mentioned earlier from philosophy tube he um he has like um it's probably because he's he's like a theater dude he has a presence and his prison like you know he knows how to work an audience and stuff mm-hmm. like that so you pay attention you know you listen to yeah. what he's saying and and that's i mean it's 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 good that you know we have people like that that spe- spread positive messages and stuff like right. that, right as opposed but, um, to
0: fucking Ben Shapiro <laughs> yeah yeah exactly
1: but i feel like regardless of what side you're on like i i feel like that video could be just as helpful to someone who is like you know completely on the opposite end of the spectrum to help them kind of interrogate their own shit and be like oh okay well you know like why do i pay attention to this guy why don't i pay attention to them or whatever like that like um yeah i think it's it's something that is kind of like a non-partisan thing like you're Mm. learning to interrogate your own biases and stuff like obviously it's like um I feel like, yeah, people on the right are kind of using it in a more deceptive way, but, um, yeah, I think it's, like, something that affects everyone, and, uh, you know, it's not just, like, you know, internet reactionaries, it's, like, local politicians and everything like that as well, you know, like, um, and, yeah, just, like, uh, even just, you know, in the workplace, stuff like that, like, if you have a meeting at work and there's one person that always gets asked their opinion, regardless, you know, like I, actually, yeah, yeah. A, a good example of this is I, am um, like, uh, I'm a tattooist, but when I was doing my apprenticeship, I worked with, um, two women who were way more experienced than me had been tattooing a lot longer. And I was just the apprentice and would be sitting in the shop and people would come in and they'd address me directly. Right. And yep. they'd ask me, they'd be like, Hey, so blah, 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 you know? And like, if one of the women would, uh, you know, like speak to them or whatever, they'd be like, okay. Um, so who's, who's a tattooist? Like they'd be like, I want to talk to the tattooist. And it's like, you know, like these kind of things. are yeah, um, that, Like people don't even realize that that's a thing that they're doing. They're not yeah. even conscious of that.
0: No, I've, I've had a really similar thing because um, I've, I've worked uh, full time as a legal receptionist before. Mm-hmm. And so I'll pick up the phone say, hello, this is the firm name. This is Michael talking. And occasionally I've had older clients just assume that I'm a lawyer.
1: Oh, yeah. And so they'll
0: just say, like, okay, my son's done this. I need to sue him. And I'll be like, all right, I can put you through to someone. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that happened mm, like once a fortnight. And yeah. one time I mentioned it to one of the other receptionists. Uh, every other receptionist was female. None of them had ever had it happen once.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's like, first of all, why, why is a lawyer picking up the phone at reception? Come <laughs> yeah, on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Think it through. Just- got nothing better to it
0: yeah and and you know like they just hear my voice and they just they just assume okay yeah. dude knows what he's talking about
1: yeah i used to, um years ago when i lived in melbourne i worked um for an isp and from the minute i started there uh i would get people like uh, a woman that i worked with and they would message me and they'd be like hey look i've just told this guy like we can't do what he wants me to do but he's not you know he's not taking he's not taking um, me seriously yeah. and there's no managers here to talk to him so can you just tell him exactly what I just said but just <laughs> say it as a dude right you know so I'd be like okay and this was like from my very first week of the job you know and I'd just uh, be like uh, oh uh. yeah you know like just say the exact same thing and they'd be like oh okay all right cool yeah okay cool uh yeah sweet you know and it's just kind of like yeah I I think there's so many and there's so many more things we could explore going down yeah. that pathway. And my, my next video kind of goes into that a little bit as well. Um, I guess kind of continuing from there. like um, Awesome. What I So in that last one, I'm kind of like talking about unconscious biases and how people use them to their own advantage and that kind of stuff. And then in the next one, I'm going to start looking at how they uh, can be used uh, against people. Like... um. I'm doing, this is a little, little sneak peek.
0: Yeah. <laughs> of there.
1: Um, uh, one of the chunks is going to be about um, the um, like pain bias. Whereas like, uh, so there's a thing where um, feminine presenting people are taken less seriously for the pain they experience because they are perceived to be more hysterical right. than uh, more masculine people. And it's kind of like based on, um, you know, there's like, the idea of like gender and femininity and masculinity as being a binary system with a spectrum in between and uh on one side you have feminine dainty cute and then on the other side you have like tough and you know like butch and all that kind of stuff and it's like even if you are a woman that is like you know more masculine you're always like it's a very like there's uh you know, like you're somewhere on that flat, flat spectrum, Mm. you know, it's like, so a strong woman, which I, yeah, I did touch on at the end of the last video. A strong woman is often pictured as someone like Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones, where she's a very, you know, like, you know, she's like kind of like square shoulders, short hair, stuff like that, where it's like, you know, like, why is it that that's only, you know, why is that binary spectrum only that such a simple, you know, like, A to B sort of thing, whereas, like, in real life, it's actually completely different, you mm. know? But, um, yeah, and this affects people in healthcare situations. Like, there's, like, a shitload of, uh, of women and, yeah, like, other, like, trans people, all kinds of um, people that are either misdiagnosed or undiagnosed for, like, chronic pain, all kinds yeah. of things, just because they're perceived as... Uh, being more hysterical about their levels of pain, whereas, and there's studies have shown that guys will get uh, are more likely to be referred on to like actual, like medical, like physical tests, whereas, mm. uh, yeah, like more feminine, presented people are kind of pushed more towards like psychiatric and psychological right. evaluations and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's like just a way that these biases manifest into. Like what I would refer to as like systems of oppression Mm. that aren't, um, you know, like a lot of the time when people think about oppression, they're like, show me the law that oppresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they're looking for Jim
0: Crow laws or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's
1: and it's and it's not as simple as like slavery or redlining or anything like that. It's like you know, like there's these things that um can manifest just through, um, through other systems. And yeah. And so the next video is kind of like a bunch of examples of stuff like that and how they kind of, um, interlock and it kind of works as like a funnel to kind of push people towards certain outcomes, you know, mm. like, um, they all work to kind of funnel you <laughs> down into being a, you know, like to the working poor category, you know, which right. is, um, yeah you know, which, which is like, Basically, like you know, like I guess for capitalism to keep you know to keep degrees to the wheels, we need a large working poor, yeah. So, um, yeah, 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 and it's, that's it's, kind of like where these systems like that's, that's where they want to stand up, it's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, man. And it's that, like it's sometimes <laughs> they don't even like it's not even a me- uh, matter of uh, you know, like uh deliberate you know, invention of like a capitalist entity or anything like that, it's just that the nature of these systems by themselves kind of necessitate these outcomes you know yeah
0: yeah cuz things warp back to that even if it's not the intention yeah, yeah
1: yeah i mean it's just like the the underlying system is is the problem it's not yeah. like you know, it's not on the top where we're like... You know, it's, like, not that whole thing. Like, we need more female CEOs. Right, like of it's course, like, yeah. No, we need more, like... <laughs> we need less CEOs. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we don't need CEOs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need no CEOs. We yeah. need more, uh, more female guillotine. <laughs> guillotine people. What are they? Oh, uh, we should
0: get... Okay, you're an artist. This is something you should work on. You should yeah. make, like, a cute anime girl with a guillotine.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, just, uh, like...
0: Fucking tag it everywhere,
1: like revolution chan yes. or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Well, that, might, that might make it into a, a future video so, but I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm ready to. Um. Like. Yeah. I. I. I'm very wary about making like direct calls like that in videos uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. i kind of like. Yeah. I'm trying not to. Um. I'm trying not to. Like. I don't want to be like. You know, like everyone should be like, you know, like an anarcho syndicalist or anything right. like that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I, I, I'm more like, okay, this is this is how these systems work, and these are some ways you can think about it, and then people can like, you know, check out other stuff and like, yeah, you know, yeah. There's, there's like, um, there's plenty of really good YouTube channels for like theory and more like kind of hardcore analysis. and I don't, um, I don't necessarily know if I want to go that deep into things, yeah. like. Maybe in the future, maybe I'll I'll do that. But at the moment, I'm kind of thinking more like I want to just kind of keep it to something that um, I guess the idea is like something you could show to someone that is like that, that maybe hasn't seen any other videos on the subject or hasn't read any kind of like leftist kind of stuff or whatever like that. Yeah. Like, you know, whether it's like a friend or a little brother or something like yeah. that, you could show them this video and be like. Hey, so this is like, yeah, this is class consciousness, or something, <laughs> right? You know? Right. That's that's
0: cool. That's really cool because actually, that sort of dovetails into this 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 little this recent. This, there's a debate that sort of popped up recently on the breadtube subreddit and a couple other places oh, yeah. where people are talking about um, don't mistake watching breadtube videos for reading theory. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. uh, I've been turning this over in my mind. I, I think I'm going to make a, a short video about it because I'm, I'm really interested because I think. A large swath of Reggie videos including my own uh and, and I think yours as well they're, they're sort of like bite-sized pieces of anti-capitalism and, yeah. and how the system works they're not they're actually not supposed to be uh, a direct replacement yeah for, yeah yeah exactly yeah and, and
1: it, I, I think yeah there's there's space for everything you know like yeah, there's space exactly. for like like I, one of my favourite favourite YouTube channels and i mention it all the time is um a radical reviewer oh yeah dude's uh, awesome yeah 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 like does these like really good um readings of classical kind of like leftist books and actually and, and more recent ones as well you know like and um doesn't just give like you know like a dry reading mm. like actually uh, critiques them and kind yeah, of like, yeah you know like um kind of like introduces other books like you know like uh like, yeah, I, a really good one is the one um, on Kropotkin's Conquest of Bread, which is coincidentally where I got the name Conquest of Dreams oh, sh- on my channel. How
0: um, did I not figure that out? <laughs> yeah.
1: but, um, That's amazing. It's really good because, um, yeah, yeah, like he talks about it and he's like, okay, well, you know, like, obviously technology has changed a lot in this time, so... Hmm. some of this stuff is more relevant. Some of it is less relevant. And since then, other people have written other books that have kind of filled these gaps or, you know, like, and um, which is, which is really good. And I think that that kind of stuff is like, like for me personally, that's some of my favorite kind of content, you know, but um, yeah, I think that there's like, yeah, I've seen a lot of people in like some discords and stuff are complaining, saying that, um, that, the kind of more entertaining content is is not good. Like we should be like more like more dry kind yeah. of like theory and like revolution and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. like I don't, like I, I, you know, there's like definitely a place for channels like that and yeah. guys like Black Red Guard and stuff like that. But um I feel like we need to have everything because like no one's just going to go from just like some – you know, like no one's gonna go all the way to like, yeah, like radical review or black rage guard from nothing. You yeah, know? you like,
0: you're just sitting there like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just an average liberal, and yeah, going <laughs> yeah, yeah, into yeah, this you know review of like, like capitalist realism or something. Yeah, is exactly. Great yeah, yeah. Video, yeah
1: like, so good. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, yeah, like, but yeah, that's the thing, right? Like you know, I think Zero Books have a good channel as well. Yeah, that kind do. of like bridges a gap between their, like the theory that they put out and, you know, that kind of stuff. But like, for me, if I can like make a video that introduces people to the concepts, like underpinning some of these things, uh, then, you know, and even if I like, you know, like name drop some authors or something like that, like that's enough for them to go on and be like, yeah. you know, to investigate it or whatever like that. And um, yeah, like I'm always keen to kind of like, share the work of other creators that I think kind of overlaps with what I'm doing.
0: Right, right.
1: Like, um, a really a cool one that, um, just came out uh there's another new Zealander guy called uh, byron clark who um he just put out a video uh like two days ago maybe and it um it overlaps with my first video the one about um fascism and metal Mm -hmm. and um his it's about what is it i can't remember what it's called um but it's um Um,
0: the far right in the middle ages the the far right in the middle ages they made up yeah that yeah, is yeah a that's a great right. title.
1: And it's about how um there's like this romanticization of this um you know of like these kind of like like it's like this viking fantasy of the yeah, far yeah. right this like this this pure white ethno um, like ethno state viking kind of thing and um and it's like that's just not like reality like it's yeah, not grounded yeah, yeah. reality but these people fantasize as being like these historic historical nerds and like they're all, like <laughs> you know we're all about like you know historical accuracy and all this kind of stuff like that and it's like the same kind of thing that like you know it kicks off in movies and video games where people are like you know like the witcher 3 isn't like you know they're like it's going to oh. be historically accurate because and have no white people oh, yeah, yeah white like, people and stuff like that what <laughs> history
0: yeah, it's yeah, exactly. it's like, world.
1: fucking like okay so oh, i guess we're gonna cut out all the fucking griffins you know like, <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, um, shit, sorry.
1: I always find that, like, that kind of stuff, it was, like, yeah, like, other, like, that game, um, Kingdom Come Deliverance was another one, you know, like, but then, like, you never see people, like, people always, like, complaining about, like, you know, there's too many brown people in their medieval games, but then, like, if they really knew what was up, they'd be talking about, like, you know, because, like, brown people did exist in those times, like, yeah. you know, it wasn't, like, you know, like, they were definitely there, It's but the things like, um, like, potatoes, like, they didn't have potatoes in Europe in those times. Like, those came from, like, they came from, like, South America somewhere or something like that, you know? It's like, so, like, you have all these, like, potato farmers in the Middle Ages. And yeah, it's
0: like, and and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's
1: more likely to be a brown person than a potato. <laughs> you know, like,
0: yeah, it's oh,
1: ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like yeah, these are the people that call themselves like history buffs or whatever. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Byron did a really good video that um kind of like goes into this kind of stuff, and even he actually um he put a little shout out to my video in there because they both kind of overlap. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. Like that kind of stuff, I think, is cool for like you know like calling out the alt right, particularly um on like a lot of these um these myths that they have or whatever, like, uh, you know, it's like these appeals to tradition, but like the tradition isn't really there, you know? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, and that's,
0: and that's a, I think i eco was talking about fascism, which is yes, like, yes, it's, yes. it's the appeal to history that didn't really happen. It's, it's the yeah, I mean, over of it all.
1: It's like, you know, the same thing that we're seeing with the uh, the more mainstream right in America at the moment, you know, like the whole like uh, make America great again is this appeal to history and tradition. Yeah. But it's like make America great for who? Like, are we talking yeah. about like, you know, like the ethnic minorities who it was yeah. pretty terrible for? Are we talking uh. about like, you know, like South America, who is really, really bad? For? You know, like, it's, like, it's yeah, like this like idea of a great America comes at it comes at the expense of everyone that Absolutely. isn't you know, part of the white majority or whatever. Uh,
0: and uh, the, uh, another interesting side of that is you also see uh, the, you know, very centrist liberals on the other side saying, uh, this isn't who we are or yeah, it's this like, isn't no, what it's, America is like. No guys, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> read our book. <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, that's another thing. I think um, it's like, uh, you like I guess like the liberal thing is to focus mainly on the um the symptoms instead of the root cause, yeah, you know. And it's that's like exactly they're, it. They're just like yeah, I mean it's like the same thing as like, you know, more fucking more female ice agents or whatever they want to say, you know? <laughs> like bang. it's like Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like Ugh. it's it's ridiculous. It's like um yeah, like uh all of these all of these issues coming up, they're just like yeah, they I mean it's just like the tip of the iceberg, you know. It's there's this underpinning Problems that mm. uh, that need to be addressed and yeah. systems that need to be yeah just yeah, it, ended yeah well that,
0: that's it it's because you know these are people who by and large still benefit immensely from these systems and so yeah, yeah. to question these systems doesn't help them
1: uh, yeah it, it, it starts making them feel uncomfortable when they start talking about like reparations and all this yeah, stuff like yeah, that it's exactly. you know, like whoa 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 don't get too crazy so. yeah
0: yeah oh man. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm just looking at the screen now. We have hit minute 72 of recording. That is All right, amazing. I have a hell of an editing job ahead of me because I don't even know what I'm going to cut. This has been so interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, just anytime I said something stupid, just cut
0: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it will be really awkward if I do cut it down to like 10 minutes. <laughs> but yeah. uh, Tim, uh, mate, thank you so much for coming on. This is, yeah, this thanks is for having so me. much fun. And uh, yeah, so everyone at at home listening or on the bus listening <laughs> podcasts, they're, they're a fascinating medium. Anyone listening, you can check out Tim's work. Uh, his YouTube channel is called the Con- is Conquest of Dredge. I'll put a link in the description below. Uh, do you want to share your Twitter account or anything? Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, I use Twitter. I don't really have, like, an official, you know, Twitter for my YouTube account or whatever. I just, I kind of use one that I started using just for, like, my kind of tattoo stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, um, Timothy tattoos and...
0: So, in the month or so it took to finally get this episode released, Tim went ahead and changed his Twitter name. He can now be found at Dread Conquest. Back to the interview.
1: I do post like I post YouTube stuff, but I also post, yeah, like pictures of my art and work and stuff like that. So hey. you can check that out if um, if you are that way
0: inclined. Um, yeah. Come, come yeah. for the YouTube, stay for the ink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the sick ink. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, thank you again and I'll, I'll catch you later.
1: Cool. Thanks, man.
0: Another big thanks to Tim for coming on. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can follow us on Twitter at GettingThatPod. You can also find links to all of Tim's videos there. If you'd like more of my work, it can be found on YouTube under the channel name, Hardcore Lime. Getting That Bread's theme song is Look Outside by Stinky from the Not Responding EP, available on Spotify and SoundCloud. If you're into lo-fi hip-hop at all, check out the rest of his work. It's super cool. I should be back in a few weeks with another episode. Thanks for listening.